Hey guys, and welcome to episode number 34 of Give It The Beans. Now, there has been already sort of two or three episodes this week, but I felt with the current situation, um, there's going to be a bit more frequency of episodes, uh, maybe not as many with as much guests, but certainly a bit more content for you guys to take use of, hopefully implement into your own training. Um, if you have any questions, anything you'd like covered at all in regards to what to do with your training, your diet, your food, maybe perhaps you feel lost, maybe you perhaps financially haven't been able to keep your coach on and you're just looking for a bit of advice or pointers on what to do, then all you got to do is just reach out to myself or one of the team and we should be able to give you a little bit of advice, uh, whether that's through Instagram or you know through WhatsApp, all of our numbers are on our page and all you need to do is just reach out, tell us you know, that you're feeling lost, you're feeling like you need a bit of help and then give us a bit of background and we'll to for help you formulate a plan and go from there. Now the good thing for ourselves and our clients is that we have a community, uh, both of guys and girls in separate chats, so they're able to make connections, relationships, support each other through a difficult time period especially support each other's mental health because that's one thing that tends to go down the tubes right we spoke me and clara on um, the last podcast about that and if you haven't listened to it i'd urge you um, to please please go do that because she dropped so many knowledge bombs you know she is a master of exercise psychology and combine that with i think just myself years of experience working with people and we hopefully came with some golden nuggets that was going to help you through this tough time. Now, in regards to, you know, training itself, um, this is why I wanted to come on the podcast to talk about training, to talk about food, to give you a little bit of, or some of, some ideas. Now, a lot of people are worried, right? They're so worried and so concerned that they're going to lose all their gains um, and they're going to lose tissue and... Ultimately, the reason that why that happens is because they think, right, I can't use as much load as I would usually use in the gym. That means that I'm going to get smaller. Now, if we think about the mechanisms of hypertrophy, it's not just mechanical load, right? We do have mechanical load, metabolic stress, mechanical tension, all right? So let's say you have some equipment at home and it's limited. You have some dumbbells or barbells, some plates, and maybe you have some resistance bands. There is no reason why we can't generate a fuckload of metabolic stress and mechanical tension. Now, if we know that those are mechanisms of hypertrophy or mechanisms of you know, change, adaptive response in muscle, that should only then tell you, well, there's actually an opportunity here to still make some quote-unquote newbie gains. Now, unless you've got access to plates upon plates, heavy dumbbells, you're not gonna get jacked in this period. But can you provide the tissue with a new stimulus to create an adaptive response? And the answer to that would be yes, you absolutely can. So you're thinking, well, Vaughn, I don't really know what metabolic stress is. Can you give me a little bit more information on that? Well, of course I can. So by metabolic stress, like in layman's terms, I'm referring to 
blood work, pump work, you know, people say chase the pump. What we're trying to do is do a lot of reps, not a whole load of rest, and accumulate a lot of what we call metabolites. Now these are, you could call them waste products of glycolysis or let's layman's terms like energy production. Alright, so if we were to take it down to like, when we produce energy, we also produce waste products. Now, what we want to do with metabolic stress is create a lot of waste products so that the body then has an adaptive response to cope with those waste products better. Whether that is a case of it increases our ability to endure and get more reps in or increase, increase our ability to get rid of the, those sort of metabolites. You might hear me often say, that females have an increased sort of lactate threshold clearing capacity than us guys, simply meaning they recover quicker. Lactate is a metab like a metabolite from exercise, from muscle contraction. So we're thinking, right, so I could do like high rep stuff because I've not got a lot of load, not got a lot of actual weight to go on the bar. But Vaughn, what about this other one? mechanical tension. What is that? How do I take advantage of that? Well, mechanical tension is something you should be always thinking about anyway. Am I right? So when you're in the gym, you're not just moving from A to B up and down on a squat. On a squat, you're thinking about right internally. What are my cues on the way down? So what am I thinking about in regards to, right, what muscle is, is doing the movement? Now, we also got to think about where we are initiating from and then coming back up on the likes of a squat. So it's not just a case of up and down. We are thinking about, okay, right, on the way down, I know that my hips are flexing, I know that my knee is flexing, right? What does that? Okay, the hip flexors and the hammies, right? Let's get tension on them, turn them on, and then we move, right? So we have this combination of, okay, we've got a little bit of mechanical load, but not enough to create too much breakdown. We do have metabolic stress, higher rep stuff, mechanical tension. Can we combat, combine, sorry, mecha like mechanical stress, mechanical tension, metabolic stress, mechanical tension together? Absolutely. So if we're thinking about like, let's say a, a lower body workout, here's one example of one superset I put together for clients. In fact, I'll give you two examples. So A1, I said barbell paused RDL. And then I gave them, you know, a rep range of 8 to 10, 10 to 12, 12 to 15. You're probably thinking, but Vaughn, that rep range is still a bit low. Well, what I've said beside it is three second negative, holding the length and range for one second. So although perhaps the first set is only 10 reps, the time it's taken them to do that 10 reps it's quite a long time because it's going to be probably four, five seconds per rep. That sets almost a minute long, right? And then when they get to 12 to 15, again, that's going to take them a minute and a half. But straight after it, what I've given them is a 60 second wall sit, holding like a, a plate or a dumbbell on their chest and with like a sumo stance. And the idea here would be to squeeze the glutes and hamstrings as, you know, with get as much blood in there as possible. So we've we've broken down some tissue, we've 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 added it a, a little bit of a sort of tension, metabolic stress with exercise one. The next exercise two is solely focused on generating 
as much intramuscular tension and blood flow as possible. And then thereafter, I would rest for say, let's say a couple of minutes and then go back and do the barbell pause RDL before. Now, you may be thinking, but Vaughn, I don't have, like I don't have a barbell. I don't have dumbbells. I've only got, you know, maybe you've got some plates and a couple of light dumbbells. Well, what I said to a lot of clients is, do you have a strong backpack? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, cool, well, here's another option. Put, put all the dumbbells, plates and whatnot in the backpack. If not, I actually had a client who said to me, Vaughn, I can get like 20 litres of water in this strong backpack. I'm like, perfect. So let's say, for example, keeping it about the lower body, we want them to do a Bulgarian split squat. Let's put all the weights in the backpack, in the backpack, put that on our shoulders, right? And again, what we'll do is we'll focus on tempo. So we'll milk the negative here. So we'll go down for two seconds. Maybe we'll pause at the bottom. We'll focus on initiation, drive up. So maybe two seconds down, one second pause, up for two. Again, you can see how long that rep's taking. So again, two sets of 10 to 12, one set of 12 to 15. But then again, I'm going to team that. What I've done is we've teamed that with a 60 second banded hip thruster hold. And the notes I put beside that is I'm getting the client to loop either end of the band around their heels, pop the band over their hips, and then drive through to the shortened range and just hold there. And the idea behind it is that by the end, the glutes should be cramping. And again, the purpose of that is to generate as much intramuscular tension and blood flow and metabolites as possible. So that's an example of you know, two different supersets I've given to some clients. And maybe perhaps in the whole lower workout, I've given them one, two, three, four, five, six. Six supersets, two, uh, one of which is actually sort of tagging on arms. And then similar for upper as well, same sort of concept, um, but how I'm how I'm like liking to run this is mostly upper, lower, off, upper, lower, off, and the reason for that is because mechanical load is down, like we don't elicit too much muscle damage from simply tension and metabolic stress, so it allows us to recover quicker. So if we're recovering quicker, we could train a bit more frequently. So you're thinking, right, we could train more frequently and we're, we're able to still take advantage of the two mechanisms of hypertrophy. Well, aren't we still then doing just as much, if not more volume, going through the tissue as it was when I was in the gym? Yeah, yeah, you are. Right, so I'm not going to say to go work it out, but he, here's the way I try to picture to some clients. You've worked so hard up to now in the gym, and we've been doing a lot of metabolic, uh, sorry, mechanical load work, top sets, back off sets, focusing on like low volume, getting brutally strong. So we've been doing a stimulus that has provided, you know, reason for adaptation. The other two. You know, we always focus on mechanical tension. Metabolic stress, if I'm honest, is a small part of what I usually program in a gym setting, in a gym scenario, because the adaptive response is so small. However, if you haven't never done a lot of it, that new stimulus is quite novel to you. And the body has one way 
of doing things. It wants to survive, right? It wants to adapt to stuff. So when you start to do something new, such as all this metabolic stress work with combat and mechanical tension, you then start to create an adaptive response. Now, by no means am I saying you're going to get jacked. By no means am I going to say you're going to add loads of muscle mass. But you'll sure as hell provide the muscle with enough stimulation to hold on to all the tissue that you've got. You should not lose any, as long as you are good with your food. I cannot reiterate that enough. Too many people have pressed the fuck it button and are just eating like dicks. What you don't realise is that the reason you do that is because you think that it won't last for a wee while. But what, I've off, what I'm finding is as the week sort of tail to an end, people are accepting what's going on. They're accepting their circumstances. And to my fellow coaches out there that are listening, it will be a week or two before you will start to pick clients up again. You had a lot of clients drop off, perhaps, because they were worried, they were perhaps stressed about their finances, don't know if we get paid and whatnot. However, there'll be a lot of people that are still getting paid normally and they don't want to get fat. And they're worried they're going to get fat and they're worried they're going to lose all their gains and they'll look to you. So still focus, if you are a coach, on providing the best service you can and adding as much value to your paying current cl like clients and then also focus on your marketing as well to pick up new ones. But serve your clients first. Over-deliver, give them everything that they need because your best opportunity for marketing is providing an amazing service. So back to what I was saying. If you have that novel stimuli that you've just started doing, and let's say this lockdown, let's say it does go on for 12 weeks, right? 12 weeks without a gym. However, maybe perhaps in those 12 weeks, as every week's went on, you've maybe got a new piece of equipment, you've added to your shed, your garage, whatever it is, right? In that time period, training can be adapted. I've said to a lot of clients, right, tell me what you've got, told me what they've got, said, right, here's a plan for right now, but next week, you've told me you're getting a squat rack and over 100 kilo worth of plates. We're going to adapt when they come. The next week after that, they might say, Vaughn, I've managed to pick up some cables. And, and then obviously thereafter, we adapt again. And we should, in theory, with the ones that are, you know, where, where perhaps finances isn't an issue, should be able to still make progress. Whether that is progress in regards to getting leaner, progress in regards to holding up the tissue, however, I'm fortunate enough to work with a lot of clients who can get a lot of equipment and get heavy equipment. So a lot of barbell, like barbells with a lot of plates and some heavy dumbbells. That combined with bands, honestly, is enough to continue to grow. We just have to make all the moves old school. So there's no you know hack squatting, there's no pendulum squatting. It's back to barbells, it's back to fronts, it's back to split squats, back to elevated heel squats or front foot elevated squats. So in that time period, let's say 12 weeks, take both those scenarios. Scenario one, you haven't got that much equipment. But you've done your best, you know what, you've applied yourself, you've actually trained really, really hard. Well, the gym's reopen. you've kept your structure, you've kept your routine. When you go back to the gym, you now have what the body will see as a new novel stimulus. For the past 12 weeks, it has not been given heavy mechanical load. And you're thinking in your mind, right, okay, 
one said before that a novel stimulus will create an adaptive response. So if I go into back to you know, focus on mechanical load, I'm going to get an adaptive response. The answer is yes. All right. So when you go back in the gym, although you'll be totally battered and you'll be really sore, your body's initial response will be grow. We want to adapt to this. We want to survive. And that's the reason why you're able to grow is that the body sees what you're doing as a natural threat to its survival, so it adapts accordingly, right? It's why you get stronger, it's why you get bigger. Option number two, where you've been training and you've had all the heavy equipment. Well, you go back into the gym, you've, all, you've still been doing the mechanical load stuff, it's still there. So when you go back into the gym, your recovery is still on point. You go back into the same sort of similar loading movements, but you'll be, they'll be classed as new loading movements because your body's used to different movement patterns. So because you go, even though you've done them before, you go back into these sort of quote unquote new exercises and you'll grow. Because again, you're hitting tissue from different angles, different you know points. And ultimately, you know, you can come at me with any problem that this is creating and I'll always give you a solution in which will end with you being better by all the time this is over than in a worse position. But you have to want it, right? Understand that sometimes the method of training we're having to do to hold on a tissue, it's not fun for many people. Like a lot of my clients just love training heavy and they love low volume and they love just fucking giving it the beans. And I'm like, right, you need to give it the beans at a high frequency and not a lot of load. And it kind of goes against our principles and our philosophies. But like anything, we have to adapt. You either adapt or die in this game. Now, that's training taken care of. For so many out there, they'll be wondering, you know, what are my options with, with food now? What should I do? So again, I'll talk you through what I've done with some clients. With a lot of clients, as you'll know if you're listening to this, I will run a sort of, you know, higher calories on a lower day, medium calories on an upper day, and then lower still on a non-training day. You simply don't need those fuel demands. Now, what I've done with a lot of people is I've reduced their calories on, an, effectively, on an upper and a lower day. With the majority of them, we've simply went training day calories and then non-training day calories. So I've when I open up their file, I will go straight to their training day calories and I've dropped them by about 200. And then I've went to their non-training day and I've done exactly the same or I've taken it down that a little bit further. Reason being, because we aren't doing as much with mechanical load, we, are not, we don't have the same fuel demands and thus the same recovery demands elicited by those big hack squats, the big, you know, the big deadlifts or whatever it may be. What I've also implemented with many that are working from home is a daily cardio target. Now this could be two options. Number one, they may have a bike in the house. They may have a treadmill or some sort of, uh, you know, cross trainer. Now number two, get them to go outside and go for a run. For the heavier set guys, what I've said is, right, you're on a power walk and that's included in your step count. Now, usually, what I will always do is separate my step count and my cardio because when we're doing cardio, we want our heart rate to be, you know, let's say 130 beats per minute, maybe pushing 140. 
when we're walking at quite a leisurely pace, depending on how fit you are, I mean, I know I'm getting pretty unfit now, but you know, your heart rate is maybe not going to be 100, uh, more than 100 beats per minute. So what I've said to people is, right, you're only allowed to leave the house once a day. Um, some of them are able to get out twice. So we still want to do 10,000 steps, but in that 10,000 steps, we want to have a 30-minute run or a 30-minute power walk. And when we combine, so some people are off work, right? So they get up. I'm thinking, right, you get up, you go out for your walk or your run, come back, have meal one. You wait a little bit, you do one of the home workouts, boom, you eat meal two. And then maybe perhaps they've got two or three hours of check-ins or uh, programming or you know, if they if they generally work from home or have to work from home because they're usually in an office, some admin work or something like that. And then perhaps later on mid-afternoon or in the evening they can get out for another walk. Usually, you know, three... 3,000 steps to 4,000 steps is usually what you can get in an hour. If you are running, obviously you could perhaps get in that a little bit more. But I think when you combine... So let's look at that as a whole then. So with training, for the majority of people, we're running an upper, lower, off split. With the ones that have a bit more equipment and are access to heavier equipment, particularly the guys, we are running a push-pull legs off split. With females that have a bit more equipment, we are running lower, upper, full body off. Simple as that. Every couple of weeks we'll have two days off. And again, communicating with clients is, a bit, is it's happening a bit more now um, than ever did, although even as an online coach you're always communicating. Um, so we can often find out if someone's recovering or not. So that's what we've done with training. With food, we've lowered everybody's food from, for the most part. I had a couple of people I actually increased um, because they're bulking, but some people's prep still goes on. You know, we have photo shoots happening here, uh, one happening on Monday, and then three happening in a couple of weeks. And some people obviously are quite close to starting prep for shows later on in the year. So everything needed to be adapted, everything needed to be changed. And I think, as I've said, the initial freak out is this is one week since gyms got closed. The initial freak out. I still remember that Friday night, how many messages and texts I got, is calmed. And any anyone out there who still feels a bit uncertain and a bit, you know, worse for wear about the whole thing, I just hope this podcast gives you the clarity that you need, the help that you need. And if, if it doesn't, reach out. Or if it does, here's the one payment for listening to this podcast. Share it with someone. Repost it on your story. You know, send it to them in a DM. If you enjoyed it, like, let me know. Put it on your story. DM me, just privately, WhatsApp me. Just say, hey, Vaughn, that podcast really resonated with me and I love it. I had a guy message me uh, last week about the what to do if your show's cancelled one and we chatted a little bit on WhatsApp and he signed up as a client and all because he said, Vaughn, you have no idea how much that podcast meant. And I'm going to just say something completely off the bat here something that happened to me yesterday I was busy you know each day has been spent doing a lot of home home workout plans uh, adapting clients um, phoning clients and, and you know just generally being there like I should be as, as a coach and helping Ali and Clara as well um, but one thing I, I kind of not forgot to do is that you forget how powerful the you know a, a message can be a voice note can be a, a text can be you might be doing okay, 
and there might be someone out there that might be struggling that doesn't know it. Um, you have no idea how much your words could help them. Even if it's just a simple, hey, how's your head today? Some of the girls been been sort of checking up each other in the group. Hey, mental health check, how are we today? And when I heard this, this had been going on for a few days, and I heard this from, from Clara, I loved it. And it just kind of proved to me how much, how important the community is. And today, if you're listening to this, what I ask you to do is <clears throat> pick up your phone, voice note someone, text them, just let them know that you care about them, you hope that they're well, and get back and tell them to get back to you if they need you and you're here at any time. The reason I say that is yesterday, uh, I was about three o'clock, half past two. Um, most of you will know I done uh, Mark Coase's Brand Impact Mastery course. And um, I'm usually really, really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, I post in the, in the sort of Facebook group every Sunday, I check in with sort of targets and what I've done in this one nice thing. And the, the Sunday that the gym shot, I didn't do it, right? I'm usually the first to do it. I didn't do it because, well, I just was so busy with, you know, getting back to clients and adapting. But um, Mark just messaged me, voice noted me randomly and just said, you know, I hope you're well. I know you'll have adapted. Uh, you know, your brand will see you through the work you've done. And, and he, he said some other stuff and I, it got me a little bit in the feels that someone I respected so much and had so much admiration for and has had such a big impact on my life, but also my business, just took the time out of their day to message and say, hey man, hope you're doing good, hope everything's fine. Um, and then we then we chatted a little bit back and forth, a bit about business, a bit about bodybuilding. Um, and it was awesome to be like, damn. And, and you know, it got me because whether you know it or not, guys and girls, um, you know we are all, our mental health all been affected by this, and um, I think that you know I don't be naive to think that it didn't affect mine. It's just I have a I have a good way of turning a bad situation, quote unquote, bad situation into a positive one and a different outlook on life. Um, and I think that the minute my fiance came home, it was just like ah, right, everything's fine, everything's going to be fine, everything's okay. Um, uh, and just a massive thank you to any clients listening to this. Um, they're all standing by me. And it's even more... Like, I'm always very, very grateful for what I do. Being able to wake up and call my job, quote-unquote, work. And I'll sit at this computer 10 hours a day. Um, and it goes like that. And I love every minute of it. But to have a lot of clients stand by me. And for me to have... To be in a position to still be able to pay a mortgage, pay bills, um, it, it, it really does still get, get a lump in my throat that clients will stick by you because, don't get me wrong, we've had some drop-offs and there'll be some people that maybe cancel their private gym membership and whatnot, but I think that what you need to remember is that if you want that private gym to still be open when the gym, like once the lockdown's over, keep paying them. You know, if you, if you want that coach to still be around when you want to go back to them, keep paying them. And not just me, this is to anyone that has a coach or is thinking about leaving their coach. Like, to know that, like, I'll always stand by clients in their in their low periods 
um, whether it's with their training or mental health, you know, they've done a show or a shoot and they've got the result they want or they want to get better, uh, to have them stand by me and by the other coaches in our time of need um, is just something I want to come on and say that for myself and the team, Alan Clary, uh, Ali, Ali and Clara, sorry, uh, we're incredibly grateful and uh, we thank you. So if you are not part of our team and you are worried and concerned about your training, what it is you want, want to do, could do, should do at this moment, you've heard about the community, it sounds appealing to you, but you're just not in a position right now that you feel you can commit, all we ask is that you just drop us a message on Instagram or WhatsApp and you can arrange a free 15 minute to 30 minute consult call via Zoom, Skype or a voice call through WhatsApp or just general voice call. So I hope that, that this podcast has served its purpose. I hope it's given you an idea of what you can do in this current climate. Wherever you are, whatever you do, Give it the beans.